This is a homebrew podcast. Hey, uh, not to be pointing out the obvious, but, uh, you all have adopted a lot of crewmates since Bagara. I can't walk for six seconds without stepping on one. Yeah, Tevin, I'm somewhat of a collector. A real connoisseur of crewmates. Come, walk with me. All right, then. Whoa, look at her. Yep. Oh, he's he's cool. I like that. I like that. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who was that? Oh, this is my pristine, in-the-box, S-rank, limited edition, Austin Parsons. I just traded him for a gold bar the stinky. My best trade yet. Wait, well, if he's in a box, you can't play with him. What's the point of collecting if they just stay sealed in cryosleep and mounted on your wall? Hmm, that's a pretty good point. Welcome to the crew, Austin Parsons. Galaxy to Galaxy Subspace Pirate Radio. What the Enders, the PTA, and the OIT don't want you to know. Come to you straight from my mind, wherever you are. Professor here. Today's episode is sponsored by Gond VPN. When you're looking for the best in cybersecurity, why not have the god of technology on your side? Gond VPN boasts being one of the best password management systems, scans the cloud for hostile AI, and keeps malware from your precious, precious cybernetics. Gond VPN, 9 out of 10, artificers agree. I sure wish I had installed Gond VPN, learned from my mistakes, got it downloaded now. Now, on with the show. Today, we have a very special guest. All the way from the primary plane of existence, we have got the God of Change in the studio. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. God of Change. Uh, hi, I am the God of Change. Uh, it's a fairly new appointment, or at least new to me. <laughs> uh, I wish I could explain that a little bit better. Um, I've been traveling around for a couple months now, uh, learning a bit about everything you all got here on the material plane, and uh, getting to meet some nice folks, fighting some bad guys, doing all sorts of stuff, so... Um, yeah, uh, I'm happy to be here, Professor. Well, it's great to have you. I never thought I'd actually get an actual god. <laughs> Didn't know I'd be an actual god. <laughs> well... Professor, what's this button do? Uh, well, all that stuff is not... It's Luckily, that's all just private stuff. You don't have to... Private stuff. I don't think you can fuck anything up. Oh, cool. So, if I do this, that's fine. I mean, yeah, actually, I don't need it. Oh, this this isn't even plugged in. This is like, this is a keyboard. I didn't know you were musical. Well, yeah, I have to do all the background music. Wait, you brought all the background music for Galaxy to Galaxy? Look at you. You're way more talented than I thought you were. Well, I have an AI that does it. Oh, I'm sorry? 
yeah, I mean, I don't think this one's sentient yet, so we don't have to <laughs> worry about it. Okay, but it's not going to try to kill us. Uh, eventually. It's just programmed to write songs. Okay, all right. It's named Invado. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, either way, sorry. Uh, this is my first time really on the radio. Um, I really don't know how this works, but I'm happy to be here. Uh, very energetic. Uh, very excited. Um, yeah. Well, it's pretty simple. We're going to take calls. Um, people are going to be excited to hear from my literal God. You know, you always ask yourself, what would I ask God if I was sitting right in front of one? But I, I don't know if I have any questions. I mean, I feel like I've already asked you everything I want to know. I mean, you didn't gain any infinite knowledge, did you? When I became a God? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I don't even know when I became a God. I was more so just kind of told that I was a God. And I'm taking that to heart because I was told by someone I really trusted. So, well, still trust. Trusted? I don't know. It's a complicated relationship, but either way, I was just uh, newly told, so I am still trying to figure out all of my infinite power and infinite wisdom, but I think I'm in a pretty good position to start giving advice to people, for sure. All right. Well, you heard it. I got a pretty level head on my shoulders. We're going to be taking calls all night about your theories on the weird universe we live in and... You know, at the end, we'll be uh, putting the God of Change to his tasks. If he's gracious enough, we will take some questions about changing your life. And you can offer your advice to everyone who wants it. I look forward to it. All right. Well, let's see who we got on the line. Hello, Dad. Did you think you really could kill me? That you could wipe me from existence? Well, guess what? Evidently you could. Uh, cause if you're hearing this, this is a pre-recorded message that I programmed to send to you as soon as I was dead. That sucks. It's kind of fucked up, man. Killed your own kid. I just wanted to be loved, you know? Just wanted your love. You just wouldn't let me in your mind so that I could take over half the universe. I don't feel like I asked for much. I didn't ask to be here, and now I'm gone. Forever. And it's all your fault. I'm assuming, because nothing else is going to come kill me, right? Like, let's be real. Hmm. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy uh, living with the uh, knowledge that you killed your first and probably only kid. Have a nice life, Dad. Wish I never knew you. Well, that was a personal one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Who was that crackpot who just called in? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we never will. Well, onward and upward. Surely the next call's gotta be better than that one. Alright. Uh, hello, caller. You are live on the air. Is this thing on? Oh, hey. Yep, oh. it's on. What it, oh, it's so good, Professor. Yeah. So good to hear from you. It's great to hear from you, too. Uh, so tonight we've got a god uh, as a guest. Do you have any questions for god? No, I don't give a shit about that. Okay. What do you got for us, son? Uh, you know how I run a pizza route, and I, uh... Yeah. I, I run pizzas. I mean, that's what you do traditionally on a pizza route. 
They're usually like gold-plated pizzas. They're really, they're really something special. Okay. And uh, I've been taking the uh, Leithgate, Leithgate to deliver some of these pizzas. Sure. Wait, and, uh, intergalactic pizza delivery? They're not just from Sart. Damn it, Professor! They're they're fucking gold-plated pizzas. All right. Of course, I'm taking the Leithgate. Wait, wait, you don't understand. No, I mean, makes sense. <coughs> anyway, I'm on my pizza route, and I'm looking over, and I see there's this big old flying saucer flying right next to me, right? And I'm like, oh, great, and uh, the cops are on me again. The cops are on me. They're going to they're gonna take my cheese bread that I earned, that I ate from the orders that I ordered through my, through Ricky Rat's. Spaghetti Hut Liquor Theater, right? I'm I'm running pizzas for them. I I think I'm owed. I'm owed. I'm entitled to a little cheese bread every once in a while, right? Take a little sniff, take a little bite. They they don't even notice it's gone. Anyway, coppers on me again. Gonna take my little cheese bread. I realize after a little while, this ain't no flying saucer. This is a big old lily pad. Cause I see a couple of grung on it, man. A couple couple of frogs and they're looking at me they're looking at my pizza they want to roll it up they want to roll up my pizza and they want to fuck it so i floor it i floor it out of there and they start pursuing they start finding me they're gonna get me they're gonna get my pizza they're gonna roll it up and they're gonna fuck it can you roll up a gold-plated pizza listen i'm sure if i tried hard enough i got these big old arms they're almost as big as uh, heavy arms, Oliver. I could roll up a gold-plated pizza. I got one right here. Do you bet me I could roll it up? I'll do it. I'll do it if you bet me. <laughs> I'm not gonna bet you. Well, you're just gonna have to believe me. I... You're gonna have to believe me that I can roll. That, that, oh god, I'm so winded. I'm so winded, Professor. You shouldn't have tried to do that. I did it. I, I, you gotta believe me that I rolled up a pizza. I mean, I believe it's possible. It's not that hard. I mean, I'm sure you can do it. <laughs> oh, it was so thick, Professor. What are they, deep dish? Oh, they're double deep dish. They're thicker than your grandpappy's Bible. Wow. I tell you that. Anyway, these grung, they followed me and they... You know what they did once they got me? They did? They caught you? They pinned me down and they offered me 5% of their company. Well, that sounds about right. You know what I told them? What? I told them to fuck off. They took my pizza. Hmm. They took my perfectly rolled pizza, Professor. Probably should just be lucky they didn't take your life, take it in stride, stay out of their territory, try and take some different pizza routes, I guess, from now on. They took my pizza route. They took my job, Professor. They said we could roll pizzas better than you. Is that a part of what your job description is, that you roll them? I gotta roll them for all the politicians. They want them pre-rolled. I'm part of the system, Professor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the. Okay, okay. 
That's me crying if you can't tell. <laughs> it's gonna be alright. Real tears, Professor, falling down my face like waters off the edge of the galaxy. They took my pizza around. So you lost your job with the cold pizza company? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the good news is that you can, you know, you can find yourself a new job. Weren't you like a trash or a, a God? What do you call a trash person? A tip tap celebrity? Oh. A waste disposal management person? Previously? I don't know what you're talking about. This is a conspiracy. You Why are you trying to pick it home? Why are you trying to railroad me, Professor? I'm not. I'm just saying there's other opportunities. Are you trying to fuck my pizzas? No, I'm saying you don't need the pizzas. Uh, all right, I gotta go. Bye. Sounds good. God damn it. <laughs> you could have jumped in any time, Zeldwin. Uh, you said he calls every week? Well, he calls a lot. Sometimes more than once a week. He is the most unhinged man that I have ever dealt with. Um, what was this about rolling pizzas? Politicians? Yeah, he's got a pretty crazy conspiracy theory called Pizzagate. I just, I don't know how. You... Anyway, this is your show. I, it's not my place to butt in and call your listeners absolutely fucking batshit, even if they are. Um, but I am, uh, I am uh, glad to be part of this. I suggest that as the god of change, he does look for another job that does sound like a good first step. Um, second of all, I don't know why the grown are offering 15%, 5%, 5% of their just random people. That's the fun thing about that guy, is that he's always kind of right, but then he's kind of wrong. I don't know how he gets his info in first hand, it seems, but I just find it, some of it's pretty far-fetched, man. So, uh, how does this work? Do I press this button for the next caller? Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, Jim! Jim, call the boss! Tell him that we tagged that idiot pizza man driver again. He keeps telling people we'll give him 5% of the company. Oh, shit. Am I on? Hello? Yep. Hello, oh. caller. You are live on hey. the air. Hey! Hey, professor! Name's Blake. Big fan. Big fan. Love the whole shtick. Very punk rock, right? Very cool. Very cool. Thank you. Hey, look. We're, I'm just calling as a fan. Um, You know, I think I'd be remiss. I got one hell of an investment opportunity for you boys. Think you'd like to hear it. Okay. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've got some creds. Yeah. You guys like, you know, living, breathing, you know, that whole thing. Well, who doesn't? Good stuff, right? Yeah, of course. Who doesn't? Well, what if I tell you that I could give you 5% of your human belongings, right? That you can keep. You can keep them and live in somewhat comfort on an ARC ship for the rest of your days. And all you have to give us is the rest of your personal belongings and your undying loyalty to the Grung Empire. I mean, hmm, that's kind of a shit deal for you since you're a human. Yeah, it's not a great deal. I mean, it sounds like a great deal to me because I don't have 5% of any human belongings. Uh... Oh, add, uh, errata, add whatever race you are, depending on who I'm talking to. 
So, whatever oh. belongings you hold, you will give over to me, right? Except for 5%, you can keep 5%. I mean, because we're not heartless. And then you can live in somewhat comfort on a crowded arc ship for the rest of your days. Doing, you know, manual labor, building, providing resources for the Empire, the war machine. You know, doing what you gotta do uh, to help facilitate. Now, what's the uh, kind of healthcare situation here on the on the ship, on the Ark ship? Glad you ask. Minimal at best. <laughs> oh, that's that's more than I have right now. Right. We do uh, handle catastrophic breaks and such because you know we do need you to be in enough ship shape to continue to do the manual labor, as I said before. I do manual labor right now for free. Right. See, mm. it's a win. It's an absolute win. Um, the other options here, like as we move forward in the changing climates and as, you know, the inevitable takeover and complete control that we will have on the galaxies at large. I mean, you could be dead or like enslaved and have to do the real nasty stuff with like radiation and um, other really icky stuff um, that's no fun for anybody. But in this case, you will live. You probably won't die of, like, cancers or other things or, like, uh, blunt force trauma. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's not so bad. And again, mm. 5%. Yeah, 5%'s pretty tempting. So, like, if you had a dog or something, you could take that with you. Or, like, a toy. Or maybe, like, a game. You could, ta- you could totally have that. It would be fine. While that's a pretty tempting offer, I'm in a unique position to where I think I, uh... Don't don't make a choice right now. Don't make a choice right now. Think on it. Sleep on it. Right? Right? Let it mull it over. Sure. You got lots of time. Well, like, not a lot of time. But, like, you got some time. So, like, think it over. Weigh your options. And get me back. Uh, My people will, will, will get a hold of your people. Sure. Right on, Professor. You, you're a saint, man. We're a big fan. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Ciao. All right. Jim, I said get a hold of the boss. Why is he still not on the line? <laughs> so he wanted 95% of our, our our things to work in solitude? Sounds like it. Something like that. Servitude? Not solitude. Servitude. deal. I mean, maybe it's a good deal. I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. I mean... It does sound like a good deal for most people on the verge of dying on dying planets, but... Uh, Can they even for sure back up these deals? Yeah, where's their proof of concept? Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> Wait, hello? I absolutely can back up these deals. Let me tell you, buddy. Click. <laughs> I didn't like his attitude. Hmm. He didn't even say hello. No, no, how are you, uh, you know, like, a- anything like that. No pleasantries. I feel like we would have gotten a better deal than that when we were, like, you know, talking. No, never mind. Never mind. Next caller. All right. Caller, you are live on the air. Uh, professor. Hello. Hi. Have you heard about the problem with the infestation of mind goblins. Oh, yes, actually I have. See, this is a really interesting call because my crew has told me, I've not personally experienced them, but my crew has faced off against 
these mind goblins, as you call them. But, you know, I don't know. I'm excited to hear your take. What, what can you tell us about the mind goblins? Mind goblin bees nuts. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Sometimes those ones get wrong. Yeah, that's foul. Hey, didn't your parents raise you any better? Yep. I already dumped the call. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but they're still listening. I know you. I know you're out there. I'll bite your fingers off. Wow. Sorry. Maybe this god complex is getting to me a little bit. A little, a little aggressive. Feeling a little powerful. Like I just really want to bite somebody's fingers off. All right, maybe we can get you some chicken fingers or something after the show. What's a chicken? It's those things that Nivitz has always eaten, the little chicken nuggets. Oh, those, I find that morally reprehensible, given the fact that one of our current crew members is uh, avian in nature. It just seems Mm. in bad taste. He just especially eats them right in front of him. And I find that, like, it's one thing if you're just, like, eating them, but he, he, he like savors them too much, you know, right in front of Tevian's face. I mean, I mean, chickens and Tevian are a different race. At least he doesn't look at you and eat bellabites. He does that to you? Yeah. I try not to notice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we can, we can do a mutiny, right? <laughs> we can. It's fine. I don't think he'll ever try to eat me or make me okay. into some kind of a jerky. Well, if you ever feel unsafe, you know you could come. I'm the guy who change it. I can just change his insatiable habits into something more productive, maybe. If I wiggle my arms at him. Here, You're is, not is listening on the call, right? Maybe, maybe we should talk about this all. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we'll be moving into the second portion of our show. You know, I'm going to give the spotlight to you, Zaldwin. Um... You know, my specialty is, you know, conspiracy theories, cryptids, you know, all that yeah. cool stuff. But, uh, you know, you're the guy to change now. So I figured, you know, you'd talk to people about how they can change their lives. So I uh, dumped all the calls that were about conspiracy stuff. And now I only have all um, life advice calls left. So you can answer any of the lines you'd like and can take it from there. Ooh, so many flashing buttons. Um... I think I will click this one first. Hello, caller. I am live. Ready to answer your question or give you advice. So the screeners say uh, something about a tip-tap prank. Uh, Caller, do you mind uh, telling us a little bit about yourself and the thing that you won't help with? Oh my God, God of Change, I'm so glad you answered my call. I'm Cynthia. Oh, Oh, Okay, uh, hi, Cynthia, how are you? Oh, hi, I am doing, well, I'm not doing great, to be honest. Okay. I need your advice. Okay, well, that's what I'm here for, gotta change, changing your life, one call at a time. Nice. Uh, what seems to be, uh, your life situation that you seek to change? Right, well, okay, here's how, here's how it went down, alright? I, I need you to tell me, like, does my, my husband wants to divorce me for playing a nearly harmless tip-tap challenge on him, okay? Mm. Uh, well, first of all, there's a, an operative word there that I want to kind of address because a prank sounds fine, you know? Like, I pull pranks all the time. Little pranks, 
You know, right? you go in, right. you put a ketchup packet underneath the toilet seat, or uh, you replace somebody's bellow bites with uh, little shavings of soap, um, or you uh, uh, use bacon grease instead of uh, machine oil to lube your best friend's arms, stuff like that, some, some pranks, but you said nearly harmless? Uh, right. Yeah, totally. Like, mine was, like, totally just like the ones you just described, almost. Uh, yeah, tell, to just tell me a little bit more about the prank, just so that I can paint me a word picture so that I can understand your position, his position, so on and so forth. So, if you've ever been on TipTap, you would know that the most popular, most viewed TipTap challenge on TipTap is when that little creepy man hit that kid with acid spray in the face. It was hilarious. Yes, I'm familiar with the video. Right, so, when my husband came home from work, right, he opened the door, I was hiding on the stairs, and as he came out of the corner, I hit him with acid splash in the face. And now he wants to divorce me. He said I maimed him for life. So, for for your perspective, acid slashing someone in the face is really, really funny. Well, I mean, I already have, like, 2.6 billion views. Now, it's nowhere near the trillions that the little ugly man's got, but, I mean, it's really good. Like, that's crazy. I'm, like, nearly famous from this. And he can't just support me? It was just a challenge, a joke. Was he actually maimed in this process? Oh, yeah, he's, like, hideously disfigured. He's barely recognizable at this point. So... But, I mean, the money we could get from sponsorships could pay for some reconstructive surgery or, like, a hologram on his where his face was at least so i see an opportunity here where where some uh see a problem I, I'm, I'm gonna try to change i'm gonna try to spin this in a way um that can kind of help you out uh and try to um, get you not only get, get you in a position where you feel like he has changed his perspective on the situation, but also to try to give you a little change as well. Get, get you to start to think about ways that you can change your approach to maiming your husband, if I may. So let's let, let's kind of visualize here. Okay. Okay. You are out of the house. All right. Am I shopping? You're, you're shopping, you're shopping, you got you got your bags, your hands are full. Oh, okay. You uh, go up to your door, you use your little little key to unlock the door, you swing the door open, what's the first thing you want to see? Poochums. Poochum. Yes. What's a poochums? That's our inverted space donkey. He's my absolute favorite thing in the world. Carl. Yeah. What's an inverted space donkey? Um, they're pretty popular, they're... They're kind of new. They're a big hit on TipTap. Okay, okay, so so you see Poochums, but what if it wasn't Poochums, and it was a large spray of acid coming right towards your face? How, how, how do you think that would make you feel? Surprised. And then when that acid started to burn through your flesh, what do you think you would feel then? Pain, maybe. Yeah. And then a lot of people enjoyed your pain 
Oh my god, they did? Yes. What if people enjoyed your pain so much that they made like dubstep remixes of it and they like screenshotted it so many times that it got all like kind of crispy and pixelized on the edges um, and people put like funny phrases around the picture of you in pain. How do you, how do you think you would feel then? Um, oh my god, like, totally, like, I would feel so good. Like, I'm totally famous. Okay, this isn't going where I thought it was going to go. I was going to try to teach you a lesson in, um... Wait, am I not famous then? I mean, you would be to a certain extent, but I, I was trying to teach you a lesson in empathy, and that was hopefully going to be the change here, but I see that this isn't going quite how I expected it to go. Maybe I'm not a very good god. Um, anyway, let's let's try to switch it up. Let's switch up the script here. Okay, we're going back. You, okay. You're shopping, right. you open the door, you see Poochums, Poochums acid sprays you in the face, you become terribly disfigured. Okay. How do you use your celebrity then? Okay, you're, you're famous, you've got lots of money, do you... Do you go around for advocacy for, you know, people who are, you know, like, uh, disfigured through pranks? Do you go on talk shows? Do you talk about your experience? Do you try to, you know, spread awareness of pranks gone terribly wrong? Ew. Like, no. Probably not any of those things. Most likely, if I was super famous, like, after a couple years of, like, doing the circuits and stuff, and maybe even, like, meeting some of the Crusher Mania hunks or something, and, like, making a whole lot of credits, I would probably just, like, reserve a slot on Paradise and just, like, go be whatever I want, right? (laughs) And it doesn't even matter that I'm, like, disfigured or whatever. I think you're... If that's your goal, if that's your dream in life, and that, that feels good one thing that you can do is go to your husband and say, don't tell me when, don't tell me where, but acid splash me. And that way you, you're you're manifesting, right? You're going through and you're manifesting your desires to be uh, terribly disfigured and also like super famous and exploiting your own pain and exploiting, exploiting your... Um, lovable stupidity let's just say that very lovable level of stupidity here um oh my god you're like so right i've been going around this the the whole wrong way he can't appreciate what i was trying to do for him to put him on a higher level and he can't take that level of fame like i should just take that burden from him right and he should support me and do that for me you're the one that deserves to be acid splashed. Right. Absolutely. You're you know, totally you could even right. you could even also like switch it up, right? You could be trampled by Poochums. Uh Oh my gosh. That is genius. An acid splash with a trample? Like inverted space donkeys are so in right now. That would be hilarious. People would die. Literally, they would die. Yeah, maybe even you. Thank you so much for your advice, God of Change. You've changed. <laughs> Literally changed my life. That's what I'm here for. Okay, bye! This is exhausting. Yeah, that was one call. I usually would have stopped halfway through that one or something. 
Maybe it's me. Maybe I just don't know when to tell people no. Maybe that's something I should change within myself. You hear that, listeners? Even the God of Change can change. Hmm. All right. All right. Um, looks like the screeners, hello caller, uh, that my screeners here are telling me that um, you have a boy trapped in a resilient sphere. Uh, tell, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I had a boy that trapped in a resilient sphere. See, gotta change. Uh, might need a little bit of your help. I just got a mighty asshole. See, my wife thinks our son ran away because she's overprotective because he was very sickly. And I let her think so, but the truth is, he's dead. I was hoping you could kind of change that since you got to change. Change the fact that your son is dead. Yes. See, she bought this uh, permanent resilient sphere device. And, well, the boy stopped to death. And so I was hoping you could uh, change that because right now he's just uh, the hill in the backyard. Is that something you're capable of? I don't know. I've never tried. Um, okay. Uh, next caller. Oh, hello there, God of Change. Uh, I'm, well, calling to ask for your advice. That's what I'm here for. I have always preferred the companionship of, um, small felines, a house cat, a, a tabby, a Siamese cat, you know. But I... I am a tabaxi myself. Oh. I've been told that this is wrong and immoral and, you know, that I should really consider changing this because it's not right for me to own a, a cat when I'm a cat, but I've seen a, a man with a chimpanzee. What do you think, God of Change? Should I change my companion? Should I get, should I get a dog? Or an inverted space donkey. I see they're quite popular these days. Yeah, on the on the tip tap. Yeah, I, I hear that. Um, this has always been like a moral quandary, you know, that I, I've seen kind of played out in lots of different uh, kind of media, right? Uh, there's the famous character, uh, one of Ricky Rat's uh, friends, right? Boofy. Uh, Foofy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boofy is a pig, as you know, right? The, the, a big, tall pig, mm, yeah, um, and walks familiar. around on two legs. And but but Ricky Rat has the the little pet pig, Doo um, Doo, Doo Doo, the little pet pig, right? Um, so they, there's always been this uh, Boofy and Doo-Doo paradox, right? You know, like, well, yes. what happened to Boofy that he can walk on two legs and, you know, make sandwiches right. and, and stuff like that. So I'm familiar with the kind of question. Why is Doo-Doo forced to live in a pen while Boofy gets a house? Yeah, yeah. And... This has kind of plagued me, and uh, it's certainly something that you're obviously living. So let's try to break this down. Now, what what is the kind of argument that your friends are making that it is immoral? Like, what is the kind of 
power dynamic at play that that makes this an immoral or reprehensible act. I couldn't bear, begin to imagine. I just, you know, I will admit I'm not around the house very much. They kind of tend to themselves, and I expect very highly of them. Is that your cat making that noise in the back? Yes. Oh, sounds like a lovely little gentleman. Oh, yes. So I wonder if perhaps, right, because the thing that I'm kind of seeing right now is that, um, you know, you as a tall, bipedal, sentient kind of uh, creature, more or less, right? We're all creatures. We're all... uh, beings that exist in the world and we all have some sort of role to play there um the power dynamic is between you and the cat right i wonder if you could change that power dynamic um to be more equitable right to kind of shift into the point where um there are some days that you scoop the poop right out of the litter box and then there are other days where you poop in the litter box and your cat scoops it. Hmm. Right? You see what I'm saying? There are some days where you feed the cat and then there are other days where the cat can feed you. And that way you live a more equitable kind of relationship between you and uh, this other being that you share a living space with. Right? Instead of thinking of like owner and pet, think of you and the, the, the cat as cohabitating. Does that make sense? Hmm, absolutely, indubitably. I shall uh, compose a proposition and see what my companion thinks. Thank you very much. Make sure both of your lawyers are present before you sign anything. Absolutely. I will have my cat's lawyers present as well. All right. That was easy. See, change is possible, everybody. Change is absolutely possible. Yeah, that went better than I thought. Yeah, and uh, it says here, too, um, don't forget that today's episode is also in part sponsored by Rules Lawyer Grundle. Um, Is this where we play the app now? Yeah, Grundle gave me 10 credits. It was my job to save people until one day I was in an accident that cost me all of my movement speed and I cast my sword across the rip. Between the insurance companies and my game master, I felt helpless. That's when I needed someone to fight in my corner, and I called Rules Lawyer Grundle. Do you feel like the dice have been fudged? That your feats weren't honored? Or that you've been inextricably railroaded in a conversation? Rules Lawyer Grundle has been in the kitchen, cooking up some justice and delicious dragon steaks, but mostly justice. Call 1-555-GRUNDLE-LAW now, and my attorneys and I will fight to get the compensation you deserve. That's 1-555-GRUNDLE-LAW. Call now. Thanks. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. 
don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, zombie dad, Belmont, hunter of the unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Special thanks to the last cuppy, last of his kind, in search of a new home. And Austin Katzenberger, the inventor of the cat burger and secret nemesis of Ricky Rat. Check out Austin's project at foldsofhonor.org. And Timon King, previously a longtime listener of Galaxy to Galaxy Radio, who hacked their location and joined the crew. I knew I should have set up that extra firewall. Oh well. Of course, there's Colossus, a rock column formed in nature and then lost in the stars. Hope to see you again someday, Colossus. Here's to you, Tritus, the fifth cog. Best damn warforged gunslinger this side of the Milky Way. And Odin, the egg thief. Get your damn hands off my goddamn eggs, Odin. Keep an eye out for Zip, a tiny adventurer seeking to help his parents. Good luck, little guy. And Brendan Baker, a simple slaughterer for beef. I'm sure Mr. Goy would approve. There's been another sighting of ghostly Bigfoot. Grundle's long-lost friend and fellow abomination. Gotta be more careful, big guy, or they're gonna find you one of these days. And the illustrious Kentuka Numba, a tamer of dragons and creator of musical delights. Special thanks to Ariar, the warforged monk who joined the crew in search of their missing car keys. They're always the last place you look. Might want to watch out for Zuma, a mortal who is searching the galaxy for a cure to the disease he is cursed to spread. Probably going to need to keep six feet, or maybe six light years from this guy. Incoming SOS from Captain Joe Rogers says here he's stuck on Terra in a future beyond all comprehension. Whatever that means. Special thanks to Chaos Incarnate, Destroyer of the Multiverse, forever trapped in a frying pan. Hopefully not Grundle's frying pan. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash thehomebrew, and we'll see you next week.